live in Nevada every show. We'll see you tomorrow. What is going on? Oh my God, ladies, it's National Backwards Day. What? Look at all oh, look the graphics. National Backwards Day. There's me reading this graphic. Hurts my. <laughs> uh, you know we love the national calendar for these stupid holidays. Just want to point out it's National Backwards Day. Let's do the forward intro, shall we? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'm Franny Cantero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. We got a big show for you guys today because it's a Welter White Wednesday. What the hell is that? Do you mean to say what? Uh, it's because we have Dr. Jen Welter. She's the first female coach ever in NFL history. She was a intern with the Arizona Cardinals. She's going to be via the video very soon. And of course, it's a Wednesday, so it's A and W. It's uh, sports betting analyst. Alex White is here. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to having her on your show. I think it's cool. I'm, I'm glad she's here on a Wednesday when you're here. And a friend of mine, Deb, uh, got the contact information and sent it. So I think it's going to be a great interview. And she's going to talk football. And she's got some yes. stuff going on here in Vegas for the Super Bowl week. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And what do you have coming up later for us? Well, I have a couple college basketball plays that I love. And then also we um, – you mentioned that we were short on graphics, so we surprised you and made a graphic for the 1979 champions. You guys did not. Well, oh, we my God. There to. it is. City of Champions. There. Yes, it's our 79th episode, everybody. And yes, that is a great year for me because the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pittsburgh Steelers both won the Super Bowl. What is that little flag? This is all surprises props, to me. Props. I went to Jerry. I was thinking carrot top. <laughs> Jerry's getting the board already. Jerry, I had nothing to do with this. Oh, look at that. You're wearing black and gold. Yes. I need a, a we need a picture day. of that. Jerry for social media later. We gotta get a picture of Alex wrapped in her black and gold. He's getting we'll the grease pen. Yes, 1979 was a great year in Pittsburgh. The Steelers and the Pirates both were champions. Three. Already three. It's backwards, damn. I'm allowed to say it as many times. <laughs> How do you say that backwards? Uh, I know my name backwards. Matter of fact, I didn't even prepare that, but I know my name backwards is Knarf O'Redison. That's my name. I should have signed out with Knarf O'Redison, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's how I sign into hotels on the download. Knarf O'Redison. <laughs> I don't want people to know where I'm staying. My friends know the password is me. We have Knarf O'Redison's phone number. What would your name be backwards? Ooh. Let's see. Let's look at Alex White. Spelled. I have to look at it written down. I don't have your. I just write Alex now. I don't have Itawa Axel. Ah. Yeah, that was good. I feel like I'm Job of the Hut. That sounded like Job of the Hut right there. Uh, anyway, welcome to Backwards Day Show, Pittsburgh. Yeah, 1979. There you go, Jerry. I'm allowed to say this was a surprise to me. I didn't know she was wearing black and gold, and they had a graphic ready. I had that Sports Illustrated. Rest in peace, Sports Illustrated. Look at that. You even brought a little yellow I, scarf. I can't believe you didn't even bring it up. We were talking about it after Sports by the Book yesterday. We are talking about it with Matt. We're like, what can we do for 79? And he goes, I know the Pirates yeah. won. We're uh, like, oh my gosh. If I may be something. honest, I was going to squeeze it in somewhere when okay. I mentioned show 79. I was going to mention, I didn't want to put it in the script and anger Jerry, uh, but I was going to mention it. I, I will be complete, completely honest. But that cover right there of Terry Bradshaw and Willie Stargell was cut out and taped to my wall. I believe it. Yeah, I had posters, but I also <laughs> would cut out that stuff. That's what pops jumping up and down after the final out which was a Pat Kelly fly ball to Omar Moreno in game seven. And there's Franco Harris. Uh, thank you. That was very cute. Thank you very much. Oh, she's even got a little pennant there. All right, Jerry, that's it. That's it for me today. Again, not my fault. I didn't bring it up. Speaking of Matt Neverett and his ties to the aforementioned city, Matt Neverett gave out two winners. He, yesterday, he, he, was, he was all over Marquette. He said Marquette, they were a road, they were a, a road dog. They were. Road dog, but they're number nine in the country, right? So he liked Marquette. Marquette beat, uh, who the hell did they beat? It was a... Um, Villanova. Villanova, that's right. The Wildcats. Who, when he crunched the numbers, when he made, it made sense, right? Because Villanova was like 240th out of 260th. And so he really had his numbers down. So Matt, nice job. He had Wyoming as well. Oh, yeah. They crushed Air Force too. So that was And they were win. another uh, underdog. And he, he uh, played the money line four to one parlay. Said, said he hit pretty nice. Yeah, very good. So, Matt, next time when we go out, Matt's buying. That's right. Uh, and you had a winner with Oklahoma yesterday. I did, yes. And they won outright as well. So, the underdogs won outright. Nice job. And you'll have stuff. You, what did you say you had coming up later? I College apologize. basketball. College hoops. All right, college hoops. We got to get to know these teams, ladies and gentlemen, because we only have one more football game. You count the Pro Bowl events. It's really not a game anymore. It's, uh, are we covering that? Are there props on the um, 
Which Manning team will win the Pro Bowl events? Probably not. I think with the Manning brothers, it's a lot more fun, though. I, the, look, they're great. By the way, in tribute, I guess I'm wearing a quarter zip. They always talk about when they do that. They, they love the quarter zip. And I meant to uh, email you last night and say I was wearing this. Kazan also has one of these Costco quarter zip specials. <laughs> By the way, it's the most comfortable shirt I own. I put it on this morning, right out of the shower, and, it was out, and I went, oh, why don't I wear this more? So anyway. Uh, there you go. So it's backwards day. Anyway, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to go out the back door, have dinner for breakfast and breakfast for dinner, which I love doing. Instead of becoming unglued when you're upset, get glued, add coffee to your milk, add ice cream to your chocolate, say goodbye instead of hello. Uh, twiddle your pinkies, not your thumbs. That's a weird one. Write your name backwards, which we already covered, and play a record backwards. But if you play a record backwards, what's going to happen, in? <laughs> do you have something? Okay, hey, hold on. I, no, this is my favorite joke of all time. Okay, go. What do you get when you play a country song backwards? You I think I go ahead. You get your dog back, you get your car back, <laughs> you get your house back. You get your job back. <laughs> uh, when we grew up, back masking was a big thing. There was hidden messages and records right. played backwards. The Beatles, I buried Paul and number nine, number nine. Jerry knows he's our musician uh, here on the show. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne supposedly put a lot of satanic messages. No satanic messages. It's all pleasant stuff here. We're very angelic, Alex and I. So uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dr. Jen Welter will be along in about 10 minutes. She has a fascinating story. Uh, thanks again to Deb Wickes for getting her on the show. It's going to be great. So we appreciate you guys watching. I don't have my live comments set up. All I see is uh, the Billy Joel song that's coming out tomorrow at 4 a.m. I don't know if anyone's a Billy Joel fan, but... He hasn't released a new song in 30 years that he's written. His, his last song he wrote was called Famous Last Words, said he's done. No musician has ever done that. Walked away at their peak, said he's done. Not like Springsteen or McCartney. All these guys keep writing songs. He got the itch, so he wrote a new song. I've been talking about it on Facebook, and uh, it comes out at 4 a.m. So okay. should I get up at 4 a.m. and listen to it? Yes, you should. It's called uh, Someone Turn the Lights. I'm very excited. Uh, I heard Billy Joel fan who's playing November 9th with Sting here at the Allegiant Center, so maybe I'll go. Anyway. We appreciate you guys in the live chat room. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, why don't we go ahead and do some posts with punchlines, where we comb social media to find fresh posts and write punchlines, hopefully. Uh, we're going to get a graphic on that soon, right? It's going to be awesome. I was thinking, like, social media and, like, a punch, like a, a boxing glove, like, punches them. So go ahead. We'll wait. Make that. <laughs> Takes a little longer. You know what? We have a very small crew here that does a lot. We're doing three shows here. So we appreciate Ann, Sean, Jerry, and uh, Drew Dog. Drew Dog. All right. So here we go. I want to talk about uh, the flan, <laughs> flag fan story. Now, do you know about this story? Uh, when they were building the Allegiant okay. Stadium. I thought you were going there. Yeah. There was this guy who supposedly buried a Kansas City Chiefs flag underneath the stadium in concrete. I saw that. I was very concerned that it was real. Yes. But you have news. Well, for years, people thought it was real, right? Because there's a picture of this guy with, standing with a construction hat mm -hmm. and standing by like some wet cement or something. I don't know if it was wet or dry. Vinny, was that cement wet or dry? Yeah, that's going to tell you a guy about cement. That's all I can say. Liz. Vinny would know. Anyway, uh, he was a lifelong cheese fan and he was hired to help build this. So apparently what this guy said was he buried a Kansas City Chiefs flag and it, it's in the stadium and it will forever curse the Raiders from winning. And what is a great stat is the Chiefs are playing in a postseason game at Allegiant before the Raiders. Right. And they get to practice in their facility. Oh, my and God. And the Niners get UNLV's facility. Oh, now, on my way back to where I go, I go by. That's new. And the Aces have their facility right yes. there. Yes. And the Raiderettes one. By the way, yep. you can't get too close to the window at the Raiderettes. Uh, they, they don't <laughs> like that. If you get close and try to peek into the Raiderettes building like this, security will come. Not saying it was me. I'm just saying, don't press your face up against the Raiderettes. Anyway, uh, that's going to be cool. So, yeah. So, anyway, it turns out some local news guys did some investigating. It was a hoax. Good. So, this guy right here, <laughs> the other guy didn't want to be on TV because I think he fears for his life. So, he had his buddy be his, uh, his spokesperson. And he said, I'm not going to believe you if it's a hoax until you show me the actual flag that you were holding. So, the guy still had the flag. Whether or not that's not the only flag like that in the world. Right. Uh, but there you go. So uh, there's the flag. He produced the flag in 2024. So it is a hoax. So Raider fans, relax. It's a hoax. Um, and maybe the Chiefs lose. Maybe now the Raiders put a hex on the Chiefs 
and the Niners win. Maybe. Maybe it's like the terrible towel, and it's like... Uh... Well, I didn't want to say it, Jerry. She brought up the terrible towel. <laughs> but anyway, the teams that did bad things to the terrible towel all lost. I know. Buffalo. Even the Ravens. Jacksonville. Ravens. They mess with the towel. Get the horns. I don't know what that means. Okay. Let's move on. Speaking of the Las Vegas Super Bowl, which is going to take place six miles down the road. Oh, by the way, I was in the mail center. I know the address here at South Point is 9777. South Point or Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, the Super Bowl address is 3333 Al Davis Way. Now they've won three Super Bowls, so I don't know why it wasn't 333, but I guess they're hoping they're going to win a fourth. So I don't know. But anyway, um, this guy was waiting. There's a big archery. There's a big archery thing going on here. Jerry knows about it. And all their shipments of all their archery equipment was delivered to 977 Las Vegas Boulevard, which is 30 miles that way. Right. So they didn't get it. So he's talking to the Russian truck driver like 9777. The guy's like, right, 9770. No, 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 no. 9777. I hear him on the mud. So, and he's like, why can't the guy just Google South Point? So anyway, the archery, if you're going to the archery thing, which is here at South Point, the gear is on its way from 30 miles down the road. <laughs> They'll hit the bullseye next time on the address. But the guy's face, and I got all these boxes. He's like, oh, my God, all the equipment. It's 30 miles away at 977 Las Vegas Boulevard. So anyway. Do you know when that starts? Um, I think this weekend, right, Jerry? It starts today. So I think today time. Today is registration because I know we were, we were yeah, right, we looked at the calendar. It's registration. There's no uh, arrows being shot today, but have you ever done archery? I have not. It was something in high school that was part of, we had to have archery. And uh, we were in the base, it was like in a, a covered building in the winter and it was freezing, and we're like, <laughs> and the guy's like, keep it straight. We're like, it's 20 degrees in here. Boing! So I got an A in archery, though, but it was pretty good. Very good. I remember Hunger Games kind of uh, yes. ignited, and yeah, more it, people wanted huge. to try. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's fun. Actually, archery's fun. And Gina Davis, the extra, actress Gina Davis, after she won an Oscar, she didn't want to work too much. She took up archery, Okay. and I think she almost made the Olympic team or did make the Olympic team. She was like first alternate. So that means to tell me it's either really easy or there's not a lot of people doing it. If a retired, like a Hollywood actress is like, you know what? I want to be in the Olympics. <laughs> she almost was. I don't think she made it. But anyway, uh, talking about the stadium down the street, uh, the most expensive tickets of all time. Have you seen what the average price is for a ticket? I have. $9,800. It's pretty crazy. $10,000 to go to the game. I'm going to have a video tomorrow that we're going to use on the show. Uh, that shows the win club at the Allegiant. It, it does a little tour and shows you the prices. The box that's out, it's a million dollars. A million dollars and it can seat 30. I'm like, oh, well, it seats 30. In that case. Let me get my credit card. <laughs> Do you take Discover? Um, so it's 30,000 a seat for the million dollar. We'll show you tomorrow what that looks like. But anyway, most expensive tickets, according to TickPick, that's 70% more expensive than last year's big game. And what do you attribute that to? It's Vegas. Right. Everyone wants to come. I don't care if it was, if it was Jacksonville versus Arizona, I still think the tickets would be super high. Yeah. Maybe not this high. Maybe not this high. <laughs> of course, we have Patrick so. Mahomes. We got Travis Kelsey. I don't know how many Taylor Swift people are buying these tickets, thinking she's going to show up. I mean, Taylor Swift's tickets are the most expensive for an artist, right? right? So it kind of makes sense. This might be a break for Taylor Swift. She'll be there, you know, she'll be in a box. I saw someone on TV talking about that, uh, you know, Usher's the halftime show and that Taylor Swift should participate in the halftime show. It's not going to happen. First of all, do you know the prep that they've already put in for these halftime shows? Like, I mean, they've been practicing this for like months, right? You know, choreography and putting together a big number like that. They can't just be like, oh yeah, let's have, let's have Taylor jump in and sing a song <laughs> remember you showed that video of the high school that yeah put together what they think ushers yes the halftime show I, I didn't see taylor in that no so. she was not in <laughs> she was not there she was not there but speaking of um <clears throat> songs coming out and artists i just saw on spotify that usher has a new song coming out so that's kind of pushing. good timing yeah and there's bets about what his first song and last song you know so i wonder if his new song's gonna pop i up remember that now you know uh, chris was talking about or matt was talking about any of those kind of bets aren't taken at casinos that can be influenced by producers or prior knowledge. Um, because I remember uh, a couple of years ago with uh, Maroon 5 was the act, and I, I harder to breathe as they're big fast. I, I go, that, they're going to open with that. Had I been able to bet it, I would have, but I can't. But Remember too, because I saw Reba McIntyre, the length of the national anthem. Yes. It's already kind of been taken off a lot of even offshores. 
So that's interesting to me. But I remember that from when I was young. I remember my dad timing the national anthem to see if he got that correct, if it was over or under that. Well, and sometimes the, the national anthem is pre-recorded, right? So they're lip syncing. Like Whitney Houston had that famous one during Desert Storm, but it was pre-recorded. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's a breakfast sandwich. Anyway, uh, <coughs> but yeah, so you can't bet on that. But we have props. Uh, we, uh, by the way, the prop sheet's out. We got a prop sheet here at the South Point, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Chris has put this out right now. The game is at minus two. San Francisco's up to two again. Yep. But the money line, uh, the Chiefs are plus 130 to win, I think he said on his way up. The Chiefs are plus 120. Plus 120, sorry. Yes. Plus yes. 120. Line there. So it opened um, Niners minus 130, Chiefs minus. Um, Plus even money, right? Okay. Another no, it opened plus one ten. They are now plus one twenty. Is that okay. what you said? Yeah, I'm I don't sorry. know. I think so. <laughs> I thought you said plus one thirty. Okay. Do we have Doctor Jen? Uh, do we? Do we? Is she in yet? Okay. Should I confirm with her? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, at this point, I thought I did. All but, right. We got one more post we wanted to hit, right? Yes. Uh, Speaking, oh, of, speaking Taylor. of Taylor, <laughs> some it's backwards day, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not, what is, oh, Taylor Swift math. Oh yeah. Okay. So the Holderman family, Bob Dell, if you're watching, you know about them. They've been doing these crazy videos and you know, I love math. You know, I love to break down numbers. Um, so they did a video about Taylor Swift and the number 13. We all know Taylor Swift's number is 13. So uh, here's the Holderman video. Watch this. We will watch this with you. Well, this is pretty funny. Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. What? 13 is Taylor's favorite number. She is doing all of this. Yeah, well, she has been to a lot of games. Says she's been to 12 so far. Super Bowl will be number 13. Yeah, and on the <laughs> other side, a crazy comeback by the 49ers. 49. 4 plus 9 equals 13. Right. Anyway, the Niners are a good team. They're a one seed. What are the Chiefs? A three seed. One seed. Three seed. 13. Okay, but isn't she going to be in Japan for the Super Bowl on, like, February 11th? 2-11? Well, that's the day. 2 Plus 11 is 13. <laughs> okay, but she can't possibly get there in time for the game. A nonstop flight from Tokyo to Vegas. Oh, I think I know where this is going. 13 hours. Okay, fine. I guess she could make it, but it's not 100%. 100. Oh, boy. 100 minus 13 is 87, <laughs> which is Taylor's boyfriend's jersey number. Okay, but not everything is 13 related, right? Like, this game will be Travis Kelsey's 22nd playoff game. Oh no, I immediately regret saying that. I don't know about you. Yep. I'm feeling 22. Very cute. And that, you know, I love my numbers and I love my math. Very clever bit. It is his 13th, uh, her 13th game. It's his 22nd playoff game. So I don't know. Taylor it's on 211. That one, I didn't put that together. Yeah, that's good. And Bob and I, we love them. Uh, Ryan McCormick, ladies and gentlemen, is not here producing the show today. Uh, usually by now we would have checked in with Ryan. Forgot to mention that uh, him and his uh, girl Tiffany had a baby. Tiffany with an I, by the way. And uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Brienne, Aubrey Brienne McCormick was born on Sunday. I think it was 16 pounds. Or six, 16 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. Call Guinness Book. Congratulations. You guys are now world records. Uh, Ryan is watching the show. That's why I brought that up. He said, what's up, everybody? Um, oh, now wait a second. Joey B. If Frank knows more than two Usher songs, he wins a free refill on his drink. I know two. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then Confessions Part 2. Very good. Okay. There's two Usher there's songs two. right there. So He said more than two. You got. You need one more. <laughs> my custom me like my mother. Is that No, that's not him. Oh, God. Usher. Um, get on the dance floor. Dance. I'm all sure. Can I? <laughs> Can I take you to your seat? Yeah. <laughs> What's another Usher song? Can you Burn. Burn. Oh, gotta make it. That's what I say. Close to me like my mother. Is that that song? No. My father. That's something different. No. Yeah. That's um. Burn. Damn it, Jerry. That's Pittsburgh. That's boys to men, I think. That, and he has all the club songs. You could have just went with club. Oh shit. <laughs> Excuse me. S H I T does not make the swear board. It's only F U C K. It's only the four letter word that starts with the letter that starts with F. It's backwards, Sam. I'm allowed to swear. All right, I got two songs. Come on, give me that. Ryan McCormick, what's up? Hope all's uh, well. A lot of people. Jerry Trevino, hi, daddy. Sounds weird coming from Jerry to Ryan. I mean, Ryan. Hi, daddy. Okay. Uh, have we located Jen or. Uh, oh, here we go. She's texting. 
Uh, she never got the email link. And can you, do you have her email address? Okay, we're going to get Jen in. You asked me before the show, didn't you? I know, but, and I said, save it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get Dr. Jen in here. It's apparently my fault. Uh, yeah, just text with her. So, so anyway, Sean's on it. Thank you, Sean. So have you seen any videos for the Niners with all these, uh, I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but all these numbers that are matching up so well for the Chiefs to no. win this? Any for the Niners? I know. No, I know. I, you know, and by the way, the Niners are, they've had the better year. They had that little swoon in the middle of the season. They are the better team. That's why I was telling you right before the show. I'm an AFC guy, usually root for the AFC teams, but for some reason, I just see Brock Purdy hoisting the trophy and them telling the story of Mr. Irrelevant winning the Super Bowl, which will probably never happen again. I, I you know, I mean, it's backwards day. If he was, uh, it's back if Giraffe Day was on this day, he would be number one overall. <laughs> He's the number one pick, Alex. That's why we bring her in twice a week, ladies and gentlemen, for stuff like that. But so his dad played for the Niners. And he played with, or um, something with Shanahan's dad, right? Okay. He was the OC. So I think they won a championship together with the Niners. And now, we, oh, and McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey, yeah. Ed McCaffrey was dad. a badass wide receiver for the uh, Toronto or Denver Broncos. Yes. And uh, I mean, like, great. I remember when I first started playing fantasy football, I had him and he scored a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> Very good. And then he went to the Niners for a little bit, right? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, that's maybe that's what, yeah. Okay. So Christian McCaffrey, by the way, is going to, I want to know, I can't wait to see what the props are on McCaffrey. Yes. When they come out now, this Friday, so in a couple days, Chris will probably have all those uh, props up here, which are, you know, the, the crazy ones that I love. He's going to have two or 300 props coming up. Um, there's already, uh, what do we have here already? NFL champion props, there are some. Yes. So first touchdown of the game, McCaffrey is plus 180, Debo Samuel plus 375. Those are your two Charger, Chargers, two Niner highest ones. <laughs> I like that. And then Travis Kelsey, I figured, you knew he'd be top. Plus 275 for Kelsey to score the first one. Where is uh, Mahomes? Mahomes is 10 to 1 as the first touchdown. You could see like a bootleg or something. Or, uh, ooh, I kind of like the Mahomes one. And then I always love this, and I know Chris has to put it on there. No touchdown scored in the game, 40 right. to 1. That's called a donation right there, literally. You're literally throwing. There will be many touchdowns in this game. Yes. I think that should be a little bit higher. So, uh... Yeah, it actually should be. Chris, I'm going to change. <laughs> I'm not allowed to change lines, but uh, there's a lot of interesting props. So you might want to make sure you come down to the South Point. By the way, we're going to have a huge party here. The showroom is going to be packed. I'm going to be down here. The The plan is I'm going to be hitting quite a few parties around town during the Super Bowl pregame. And you're like, Frank, how are you going to get around town? My Vespa. My Vespa comes in handy. It's going to be like, bing, bing, bing. I'll be bing, bing, getting around town. We're going to do a lot of live hits. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing stuff Super Bowl Sunday. Obviously, once the game starts. No one's going to be watching us, right? We're not doing anything during the game. But before the game, leading up, instead of watching all those sad stories about players and in the past that they'll roll out on the six-game pregame show, watch us. Watch us. And we're going to have some cool stuff happening around town in Vegas. It should be pretty exciting. And myself and Jeff Parles and Alex, we're going to be hitting a lot of the events coming up. So we have a lot of, a lot of stuff planned for NFL uh, fan experience, all that, all that stuff next week here in Vegas. So uh, let's see here. Those are for e those are for each team. Yeah. Yeah. As Chris was pointing out, those uh those first touchdowns. McCaffrey's plus one eighty. Oh, those are for each team. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Andrews, for clarifying. Um Oh, okay. So uh so so Kansas City could score first. This is all about 49ers first. Who scores the first 49ers? 49ers touchdown. Ah, thank you for clarification, Chris, which I usually don't have my phone here. Uh, but Jen Welter is uh she's saying, okay, cool. We got Jen coming, right? No, do we? Okay. 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 Let me just take this little time out here. Alex, talk about what you had for breakfast. Well, it's backwards day, so of course I had dinner for breakfast today. <laughs> had some fish, did all that. There's okay. <laughs> what are you having for dinner tonight? Eggs. Scrambled eggs and bacon. <laughs> Excellent job, Alex White. Uh, all right, should we throw it to our guest here? Let me go ahead and get the intro down. This is, uh, not yet. Okay. This is called vamping, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I got, no, I, I clarified it. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at by my boss. I did. I just clarified on your walk over. You probably didn't. I, 
I did clarify it. So I was just yelled at by Chris being reprimanded. Yes. So my dad here. First yes. overall touchdown of the game. That's great. We have that option. And then you could also bet on who's going to score for their teams yeah. first. So obviously the heavy favorites are Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey. So again, it's for each team. It's not the first touchdown of the game. So I like what you said though. Patrick Mahomes to score the first Chiefs touchdown, 10 to 1. Yeah, and look at the play, look at the MVP championship uh game 58. Brock Purdy's two to one. Jeez. I like that. So um Jeff Mahomes Carlos and I got a great number before the games happened on okay. Sunday. We got uh, Debo Samuel at 60 to 1. To win the MVP? Mm -hmm. Oh, he could have all purpose yards, rushing, catching. 60 to 1? 60 to 1. Because he was coming in a little injured, yep. you know, so they had put that number and up. And now he's 30, so it's at half that. It's good value. That is a great value. Might have to get a, another flyer on one of these quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, look, there's going to be a lot of prop talk. We can't wait for the prop sheets to come out. They will be over there behind me in the South Point Sportsbook. We will have those sheets coming out on Friday. We're going to do a lot of props. And then you're back on Monday. We're going to be prop-heavy Monday. Yes, we are. Prop-heavy Monday. It's weird not having football. This is the first time we've been doing show all week, or since we started the show. This is episode 79, and we have not had more. We only have one game to talk about, right? which is cool. And the fact that it's down the street is even more special. So uh, our guest coming up, ladies and gentlemen, my friend Deb uh, hooked her up uh, with my information. We're very excited to have her on. And should I do the intro, in? Are we ready? Okay, we're going to get the shot right. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the show, I know someone was asking, it's probably Tommy, if Kevin, we're going to have Kevin on next week. Kevin's going to look at all the props. So we'll have Kevin Valenkoff on next Friday. This Friday, we'll have Chris Andrews, once the prop sheets come out, talking about the prop sheets. Also have a comedian uh, coming in who's playing Kimmel this week. So uh, it's going to be good. And I have confirmation, the Phil Collins tribute show that's here at the South Point this weekend, still Collins, the lead singer who plays Phil Collins, he'll be coming in at the top of the show. Last week, we had the Sinatra guy. So Friday's a packed show, Phil Collins guy, Chris Andrews, and a comedian. And then tomorrow, uh, Jeff Parles and uh, Chuck Esposito. No, oh. we're doing Chuck Esposito tomorrow. Very good. Yeah, Colucci will be on next week in studio, I think, even maybe with you. So I'm not sure. Cool. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk to our guests real soon. Let's talk about some live comments real quick. Uh, this whole daddy thing is a little disturbing. <laughs> Top five ushers. I go, yeah. Is Frank Mergy in the... So if Frank Mergy was in the room, uh, Frank Mergy almost got into a fist fight with Usher. He was at a party. He was at a party in Los Angeles. Usher had a cast on too. He had injured his arm. So Frank Mergy went over and sat in a chair that Usher had been sitting in and he was talking with this girl. And Usher came back and goes, hey man, you're in my seat. And my friend who had a few drinks in him was like, I don't see your name on this seat to Usher. And Usher gave him a look. And uh, so my friend almost got into a fight with Usher. Oh my gosh. Frank Mergy, are you watching? He'll tell you that story. You almost got... <laughs> Ann and Alex with the zingers today. All right, let's bring in our special guest. You know, I got to put my headphones on. Uh, she is Dr. Jennifer Welcher. She's an American football coach. She was a defensive coaching intern for the National Football League's Arizona Cardinals during their training camp in 2015, which made her the first female coaching intern in the NFL. And she's got a special event coming up here in Vegas next week involving girls and flag football. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jen Welcher. Jen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Jen, Great you're to be here. I, I have to say right now, your hair looks amazing. You might have the best hair we've ever had. Look at <laughs> look at it, it, it. It's amazing. And you keep it to I the I don't know about that. I just I did the the crazy girl trick where we keep it up in a bun and then you let it down and it's either great or it's terrible. So <laughs> so I'm glad that we landed on the side of great. <laughs> Alex is nodding like she knows what you're talking about. I have no idea. She this does. is yeah. Yes. She knows. Absolutely. Yeah. Every girl does. Yes. Do you use we, dry shampoo? By the way, I just discovered dry <laughs> shampoo in the past 5 months and that that kind of works. That that stuff works. It can, especially if you um, are a little oily at your roots. Yes, it can help you with that. <laughs> so, Jen, uh, listen, obviously, Deb Whitkiss is a mutual friend of ours. We're going to have Deb on the show, hopefully, during Super Bowl week. So thank you for joining us. And again, what just jumps out on the page when we, we find out about you, and first thing Deb mentioned was your work with the Arizona Cardinals uh, as an intern in 2015. What was that like? And that I mean, that's a proud moment for you, becoming the first woman. Yeah, you know, I think... As somebody who played 15 years of women's tackle football and then was the first woman to play running back in men's pro football and also to coach in indoor football, to be able to step onto the sidelines of the NFL as a coach um, was something that was larger than life to me. I mean, you know, we played, and, and as women, 
that was not a dream we could aspire to. So to be able to give girls something that they could look to and dream football just like the boys, I think is pretty outstanding. Yeah, it's amazing. And can you tell us about your playing career and those leagues that you played in? Because it's fascinating. Yeah, so um, I actually started up in Massachusetts being a collegiate rugby player. Um, I played two years for the Mass Mutiny, which is now the Boston Renegades, one of the dynasty teams in women's football, um, and then moved to Dallas, eventually played 10 years for the Dallas Diamonds. Um, and in that time, we won four championships in five years. So Whoa. what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing right now, <laughs> that's what we did back in women's football. Um, you know, we were kind of bullies and it, you know, it's, you walk differently. You have a different mindset if you're down in a game or that you're going to dominate with your winning. And you're seeing that with actually both franchises now with the Kansas city chiefs and the 49ers, the way they compete through adversity. I mean, we knew that there was never a game we were out of, um, after playing with the Dallas diamonds, um, I also had the opportunity to play on the first women's U.S. national team, the first and second, wow. in 2010 and 2013. So I won two gold medals with Team USA. Um, and then after the 2013 season, stepped into the men's, the first woman to play running back in men's pro football. So just a, a really um, impactful both on and off the field football life, I would say. I took a lot of impact. I delivered a lot of impact. <laughs> and I try to do the same to this day. It's absolutely amazing to hear this. And you, I can tell in the confidence in your voice, I, everything I read, the men responded to you very well. How do you think it went in Arizona? And was it intimidating at all? You know, I think the the outside voices were really loud and they, they always are because people are from the outside looking in and they'd never seen a woman in that role before. So the question was, would guys in the National Football League take coaching from a woman? And the honest truth is that most guys have been coached by women their whole lives. It might be different in football, but... You know, whether you had, you know, your mom there telling you to do your homework or teaching you how to be a great man or someone who coached you in a different way, I think being able to communicate differently is a strategic advantage. And for me, my PhD is in sports psychology, and I used to coach um, coaches on coach-athlete relationships and feedback. So to then step into that role, I was very clear in communication philosophy and the guys responded very well and i think you know what i tell people all the time is it's not better or worse to have a male or a female the authenticity is what reaches people and it's always an advantage to have different voices in the room because when it comes to different things different days different ways on different plays people are going to need to hear things differently or from a different source at a different time and for a woman in that scenario, there's not the inherent competition um, of like a guy and a former player where there is a little bit of a machismo. I mean, <laughs> I'm never going to coach eye to eye, chest to chest the same way you are. Shoot, I'm a five foot two woman, right? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, chest, I'm eye to belly button. We don't have that same dynamic. Um, and for some of them, I think what I heard was the fact that I really cared about them as people and looked at players holistically was something that was um, very special in that environment, particularly. So what was your job with the linebackers as the intern? What, what was, what were you doing? I just explain to us what your tasks were maybe in camp. Yep. So it's basically an inside um, linebackers coach. Bruce doesn't believe in the intern title particularly because he said, everybody's here to coach. Is that Bruce we Arians you're talking about? Football. You're talking about Bruce Arians. Absolutely okay. Head Bruce coach. Arians. okay. You know, he, you know, he Love made him. it very clear. Like, he doesn't do those dynamics. He said, the reason why we need more coaches in training camp is because we have more players and you're here to coach. If anybody doesn't want to be here to coach, don't be here. Um, and I had the really cool opportunity to coach with Larry Foote when he was in his first year coaching. So BA actually strategically put uh, Larry Foote and I together so that we could have that room and you know, Larry Foote was great. He's like, it's you and me, Jen. And, you know, so you're doing everything from helping to run drills to drawing up play cards. 
Right. By the way, Jerry, Larry Foote played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Sorry, Jen, we lost you for one second there. You were talking about Larry Foote, who I watched play a lot for the Steelers, and Bruce Arians came from the Steelers, of course, too. And he's the kind of he, – he, I love that he drinks a scotch after every practice because if you watched Hard Knocks or in season, maybe it was the Amazon show, he seems like the guy you want to play with or work with. Uh, and I've heard nothing but good stories about Bruce Arians. So that that's fascinating. And Alex, what were you going to say add to that? Going back to the holistic side of sports, I love what collegiate and professional teams are now doing. If people didn't see the national championship game with J.J. McCarthy and him grounding himself, and I mean, obviously, it definitely helped him throughout the season. How far do you think uh, we can get with that with the sports industry? Um, I think we're just now finally really having the conversations of players as people and looking at them, you know, um, as humans, right? We've gone through the transition of the backlash of shut up and dribble or, you know, put your head down or, you know, just operationalizing people. So we're going to see more and more that the differences at the highest levels are not always physical, they're mental, right? Everybody who gets to that level can physically do it. Now, there are obviously some differences, but the difference between good, great, and ex you know, and exceptional are the mental attitudes. It's the ability to be present. It's the ability to play through distractions. It's the ability to do all of those things and do it on a consistent basis, right? There's, there's always a lot of noise. And there's always a lot of chaos, but how can you take and direct yourself to be present in the middle of chaos and noise? And I think we're just we're just now we're just now starting to have those conversations in football. That was a tremendous question, Alex. That's that's really interesting stuff because I mean, just the pressure and the grind on these players is getting more intense. There is no off season anymore, right? I mean, back. Back in the day, they went and got other jobs or, you know, got fat and then came to camp to work it off. Now everything, especially especially the mental aspect of football is harder than ever. And that's what that's something that you specialize in. It is. And, you know, I mean, for me, I, the reason I got a Ph.D. in sports psychology is when I was playing as a woman, there was there was no end game. There was no, you know, I'm going to take the next step and go and coach in the NFL. So what I thought is that if I could get a PhD and put that with my playing experience, I would be a unique value proposition to the sport. And so having been able to do that and then coach as well, I think we're only going to get better on making sure that we're not only coaching in the way that players receive, but our communication is with that and then we're looking at individual personality types as well. So um, it's it's definitely something that is newer to the equation and something that is is very special. And again, I think we're going to see more and more of. Now, take us back to your playing days. What position did you play, and 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 who did you look up to as a kid? And what what started your love of football? Um, and who were some of your favorite? Well, you grew up. I saw. I know you went to BC, Boston College, right? And uh, they won last night in hoops. By the way, if you weren't paying attention, I, I noticed that. But uh, who were some of your heroes growing up? And how did you start playing football as a female? Well, you know, I grew up in Vero Beach, Florida, where oh. football is a way of life. Um, yeah. You know, it was one of those sports that you just grow up loving, and you watch the whole town shut down and go to watch. And so. For me, I remember looking and watching the games and seeing that the players looked like real-life superheroes. <laughs> and I wanted to be a superhero, too. Um, it was also the first place in the world that somebody told me there's a difference between what boys can do and what girls can do. And so it was kind of like a crush from afar. I didn't have the opportunity to play football really outside of the powder puff game in high school and some flag football until I turned until I was 22 years old. So I played collegiate rugby, got recruited for the under 23 national team, wow. did not make the under 23 national team, and then had the opportunity to from that like playing flag football. I got recruited flag football league, and they said, "Do you have any girls that are playing flag that you think could play tackle?" Well, full disclosure, rugby, I don't think I ever was pulling flags. I was probably still tackling. And they were probably really happy to get rid of me. You know, they were like, yes, take her. Take her. Because those flag things are tricky. And I was still tackling people anyway. So, you know, 
I was the player that they loved to hate. But um, <laughs> so I got an open tryout and then made it for made it to play for the Mass Mutiny. And that was literally the rest is history. And now you're helping other girls and women who are playing flag football. You have a great event coming up here in Las Vegas. Can you tell us all about that? I do actually have two events coming up in Vegas. Um, we are doing a gridiron girls flag football camp. Um, and that one is on the 10th. I'm co-hosting that camp with Joy Taylor because we want girls to see that they belong both on the field and in the sports talk space um, by combining our superpowers, right? Like Joy is one of the most powerful voices in sports going toe to toe with the guys every day. And obviously I've gone toe to the, the guys in the field and we're going to field some of the best girls in Vegas with some of our, you know, NFL friends to help them level. Nevada is one of the original states that has had girls varsity flag football. So y'all oh, actually wow. do boast some of the best girls in the nation. And I would argue in the world in flag football. So we're going to help by bringing those you know, with our guys and really get them highlighted. So we're excited about that on Saturday. That is a free camp. You can register right on jenwelter.com. Ages are 12 to 18. Um, and then the other event, um, which obviously everybody should be at, all the ladies out here, if you have loved football, ever got to learn the game, right? You have that XOXO love from afar, <laughs> but you want some of that Zeno's drop my knowledge on game day swag, then you get to come for a day of life of an NFL player with me. And I will be your head coach for the day, um, teaching the game of football from playbook install, how to read a playbook yeah. to as full contact chess. And we're going to teach you how the chess pieces fit together to make this game work. Women love strategy. And unfortunately, most of the women have not gotten the idea to learn through doing. So in this, we say it's the ultimate football fan fantasy experience for women of every fitness level. If you can imagine it, you can do it. And you're going to come out, get coached by me, Legend. Uh, they're in Raiders territory. We've got punter Marquette Queen. King, who's a great friend of mine. We've got Amon Green, who's the all-time oh. leading rusher for the Green Bay Packers. We've got 12-year NFL veteran Chris Draft. Then you have, obviously, myself, players like Lois Cook and Adrian Smith, who are two of the best in the women's game. And then we just have a day that surrounds the game of football. So, again, you can register for that on my website. But A Day in the Life is a truly special program and cheat code for the guys. If your wife or your girlfriend has always liked football and you were game ups, you guys can watch together on Sunday. <laughs> I dare you to send her to a day in the life because um, she just might teach you a thing or two. Now, wait a second. Okay, now, wait a second. First of all, I'm on green. I'm on green. Was he not a Boston College Golden Eagle? Did he go to Boston College? I'm on green. I thought. No, maybe. Okay, I'm wrong. Anyway, so where is that event at? Because we don't we don't have a graphic on that one. And you were breaking up just a little. This sounds like a great event. Where Where is this event and when? It is. It is Thursday the 8th. Um, it's at Las Vegas Sports Park, and it is going to be a great event. Um, the last time we did it, we had about 140 women at the Rose Bowl. Wow. Um, and this is going to be the most empowering event at the Super Bowl week. I, I can tell you that because, you know, I think every woman should learn how to tackle. And Frank, you want to learn, I get to teach you. So <laughs> there's that. All right, last question, Niners. Uh, or Niners or Chiefs, who are you rooting for? Who do you think is going to win? Oh, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Sure. Uh, Niners or Chiefs in the Super Bowl? I, I who I do you like? like to, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't like to – I have people that I like on both sides. I think it's different when you've, when you've been in the mix. Um, you know, I know some of the guys on the Chiefs, and I also – you know, the 49ers, I'd love to see them win it. Um they were kind enough to let me come in and work with Johnny Holland and their linebackers some in the off season. So, you know, I, I have, I have a real heart forward for them because, you know, there's, there's not a lot of teams that open their doors to, uh, to women, but those are, these are two of the best franchises in the national football league. Um, you're in and you're out and we're going to have a heck of a game. Yeah. All right. That's, well, that's, that's very diplomatic. She doesn't want to pick a winner. And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a, a package before one of the championship games about Johnny Holland and what a tremendous guy he is, right? He's the one who's, who's battling cancer, I believe. Um, 
I don't know that he's battling cancer uh, right now. I could Linebacker's be coach. And if he is, I, then, I could be wrong. Um, if he try. is, then I need to him. But he is one of the best coaches in the game um, and just an absolute tremendous guy. And um, there's a reason why their linebacking core is as good as it is. And he, and he is one of those. So. All right, so two fantastic events coming up in Vegas here for Super Bowl week. We look forward to seeing you in Vegas. I know our friend Deb will be around, so maybe we'll all bump into each other somewhere. But you can go to her website and check out the information about the gridiron, which I love the extra R's, and also that that pro day. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Jen Welter. Thank you for being on the show. We're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be back with more punchlines. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Hit him with the hind. Yeah, Tommy, good idea. I would love to interview John Hine, who I think is from a city that I know about. Nope. Put the pen away, Jerry. Put it away. Uh, Radio Row, we're going to try to hit as many people as we can. We'll, we'll report back with some great video. Thank you to Dr. Jen Welter. She was great. Very informative, those two events. Obviously, we had some technical issues, so we appreciate you guys sticking with her. And the interview. So, uh, by the way, I mentioned Green Bay, and because Ryan wasn't here, he wasn't able to say sucks. So, Ryan, what's that? No, he just put Green Bay what? Question mark. Like I, I missed that cue for him. Seven on seven in the Pro Bowl. Yes, Ryan. We got to. We're definitely going to watch that. Uh, what is? You know what? Uh, he has. What is Sam Darnold MVP? Is M, is D- Sam Darnold <laughs> on this prop list? Because let's just say something happens to Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold comes in. Two hundred to one. Two hundred to one. It's worth throwing down five or ten bucks. I saw someone else on social media say, "Hey, take a flyer on Sam Darnold. Wow. Why not?" Not bad. I like that. Right, look at Ryan, folks. You can take the producer out of the chair, but you can't take the chair out of the producer. That's we miss, all right. We miss you here, Ryan. You can take the producer out of the, the chair out of the. I don't know. <laughs> Brian's still producing, ladies and gentlemen, and he produced a kid too. Ba boom. He's uh, <laughs> always producing something, baby. Uh, breakfast all day. I agree. I could eat breakfast for dinner, just like Me Peter too. Griffin. And hey, Ryan McCormick, congrats on your baby. Thank you, Bob Dell. And uh, we'll be hearing more from Bob Dell in the next couple of days. He did a new intro for us. Fam's doing great. Uh, Frank Mergy, thumbs up. I don't know if he mentioned, uh, I don't know if he heard me mention his near fight with Usher. All right, so we have some college picks. She's wearing black and gold. I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is the 79th episode in 1979, City of Champions. So what do you have today? And it apparently gets back to the black and gold. It does. All right. So I am laying the points here with Pittsburgh. They are at home against Wake Forest. I got minus one and a half. They're about three points better than Wake Forest. 
They're at home, so then I think that's a very short price yes. for this team. Pittsburgh seven and five straight up, five and six against the spread at home, but they're great defensively, held opponents to an average of sixty-four and a half points at home this year. So yeah, and they're and the fits where they play at home used to be they used to be like undefeated. They called it the, the Pittsburgh Zoo. The student section wears these zoo shirts. They go crazy the whole time. Not quite the Cameron Crazies, but close. And they did speaking of Cameron Crazies, they beat Duke on the road, who was number seven yes, at the did. time. So Pitt's got Pitt's got a good team. I feel like they're going to do last year. They clicked well. They got into the tournament. They won a game. So I like Pitt. I like that bet today. I will watch that game. I will bet that game. And, of course, I have my Pitt future that I know you know about. It's the only future I have left since the Dolphins and Lions are eliminated. I still have my Pitt basketball future to win the national championship. $10 pays $2,000. Very good. (laughs) See, I have about fourth in the ACC right now, so that's not too bad at all. Yeah, and they surprised a lot of people last year and this year. They're going to come together. They're going to gel Jeff Capel, former Duke great. He's going to get them going. So what else did you have? So here's a crazy under, Frank. I don't think you're going to love this one. No, but wait, it's opposite day. It's backwards day. Wow, it is. I can bet an under. There I will bet go. an under. And I'm sure there's people who are watching who do like unders as well. So Notre Dame <laughs> at Virginia. It's a low total. It's 115 and a half. I love this under. These are two of the slowest Pace teams in the country. Virginia, this is the second slowest. We all know that. But Notre Dame <laughs> comes in slow. at the 18th slowest of 362. The Fighting Irish are 15 and 5 to the under and 6 and 1 to the under on the road. Virginia, 12 and 7 to the under and 7 and 3 at home. So it's not going to be the best game to watch, but. Virginia games always so frustrating. Back, especially when they were running really. Oh my God. Do you remember? You're too young to remember this. I remember when college basketball didn't have a shot clock. So it was so annoying. North Carolina, Dean Smith, Hall of Fame coach, would run the four corners. So with if they had a lead with like four minutes to go, they would just get across half court <laughs> and pass the ball back and forth. I need to watch some oh of those old God. videos. It, I, I, think, I, I honestly think it was the networks that went, we have to get rid of this. We need a shot clock. It was the most boring basketball to watch. I can only imagine. No three-point shot, no shot clock. Just hip, just- hip. It was like watching soccer to me because I don't find soccer exciting. Frank Mergy did mention, yes, I mentioned the uh, the usher, the usher, the usher. You had a run in with him back in the day. Uh, congrats on your baby. My boo, he's calling it. So, Ryan, we miss you. Uh, Sam Darnold, MVP. I love that. Oh, and Ryan McCormick pointed out when Jen was a coach with the uh, Cardinals, their team finished first place in the NFC West. Calais Campbell, Buchanan, Lamar Woodley, former. Patrick Peterson, current best friend Schneller, Tyron Matthew. Listen, I, I listen. This is I didn't. This is Ryan's fault. You know the, the guy you called Daddy. <laughs> uh, Kevin, yes, uh, yeah. Kevin will be on the show next week talking props next Friday. Joey B loves watching me fumble for the headphones. It's part of the show, Joey. That's you as a core fan. You know. Um. So you have two college picks, right? I have one more. I actually. have one more. I love it. A third. So I'm Go I'm interested it. to see what Jeff says about this one because it's against his alma mater. I'm going Arkansas with the points oh, here. They're Mizzou? getting six against Mizzou. So these two are have both been very disappointing. Mizzou hasn't gotten their first conference win yet, Eesh. which is very surprising for that team. And Arkansas, they were projected to be one of the top teams this year, and they have fallen drastically to 112 in Kempom, but they covered last week against Kentucky. I think they can keep this one close as well. So I like the plus six with Arkansas. All right. Very nice. And uh, there it is right there. Pitt minus two and a wake is wake is not good. So I like that bet. Notre Dame oh, versus Virginia under now. Okay. Two and a half. Yeah. Arkansas plus six versus Mizzou. Yeah. So back to the props, make sure you guys come down here. Now we're going to have, we're going to have – Friday is the prop show. We're going to have a ton of props. Chris will be here to discuss the props. But we'd like to know uh, tomorrow what you guys think, Frankie Futures. Thank you, Joey B. <laughs> uh, Blaine Gabbard, also 200 to 1. That is Mahomes' backup. If Mahomes goes down, there's no way Kansas City wins this game, and there's no way Blaine Gabbard wins it. That would be a donation. That would be a donation, as they tell me what half my bets are, and Matt never constantly reminds me. But Sam Darnold. Come on, high draft pick. Uh, was he number one or two overall? Number top three? So 200 to one. How much do you think you'll put on that? On that? What would I yeah. put on that? Like put throw five, 10 on there. 10 bucks? Throw okay. 10 bucks on there. Make win a cool two grand. Now, I don't want to root for Brock Purdy to be hurt. No. That would be terrible because he got hurt in the NFC Championship. You know, I mean, you don't want to see him get hurt. But, uh, or maybe he's just cold. Maybe he just comes out. 
starts off like one for nine, throws a couple pairs. <laughs> there is a video I do want to send you so you can play it on, um, you know, your new segment. Sure. But it's uh, Nick Bosa. He's talking to him and he's like, can you believe how good you did? And you can see on his face, he still feels disrespected even from his team because he's like, I just can't believe it. And he's like, no one can. <laughs> and then he's like, did yeah, you think you would be this good? Like I asked you this before and he goes, Man, I think I can do better. Unbelievable. So he's got that, you know. He's a he's, story he's you root for. By the way, if you've ever <laughs> seen Brock, I can't wait to see where he, what he, by the way, this has become a thing for all big NFL games. The walk-in, seeing what they're wearing, right? Mahomes always looks fly, always got cool stuff. Kelsey, always wearing something cool. He came in all black in Baltimore, showing he meant business before he tosses Justin Tucker's helmet out of the way. They show Brock Purdy. He's dressed like your dad. He just, you know, yeah. he just wears like jeans, like a pullover, like a North Face. He's like, hey, what's up? Let's play. Gotta love that guy. Yep. And also the reason he's wearing those clothes, that's all he can afford on his salary as a seventh <laughs> round draft pick. But this guy's going to cash in. He's going to cash in 30 or 4 million. If he wins the Super Bowl, his kids, he's set. He's set. Mr. Irrelevant will be set. A uh, couple birthdays before we go. Um, let's talk baseball real quick. We have to mention this guy. This was my favorite pitcher to watch when I was a kid. Happy 77th to Nolan Ryan. Uh, unbelievable. Von Ryan's Express from Texas. Tyler, Texas, I believe. Hall of Fame inductee. Seven no-hitters. His seventh no-hitter, ladies and gentlemen, I watched on TV live at a bar in my hometown. <laughs> Won't mention it. But anyway, uh, he Is was like 44. Is that bar playing the show right now? What's that again? Is that bar playing our show right now? That there? bar? I don't know. They are not one of the bars. I don't know if they even exist anymore. But Nolan Ryan still throw. He came out and threw a first pitch after he had been retired for 10 years. It was 77 miles an hour or something. He's, he's unbelievable. All legs. All legs. Young pitchers. You got to use the legs. Um, he, won a, he won a MV. Excuse me. He won a World Series in 1969. Everyone forgets he was a reliever for the Mets. Never really had a great postseason career because he always played on bad teams. Angels, Astros, but uh, one of the best pitchers of all time. So uh, I bet you he could still come out, probably pitch a ninth inning for some teams. And seven also, no hitters. That's amazing. A seven no hitters. And if you look this up, I'm almost positive 10 one hitters. Wow. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, maybe even like 12 or 14 one hitters. The guy could have thrown like seven. It's like playing wiffle ball when he was, when he was on his curve and his fastball. Back then, they measured uh, the jugs gun would catch the ball as it crossed the plate, and he was 100.9. It was in a Guinness Book World Records. Same one with the guy at the cigarettes. But that was, they measured They measured the speed when the ball crossed home plate. Now they measure it when it leaves the hand. Okay. So now that's why, uh, when he threw it 100, it was more impressive. So when it came out of his hand, they've actually tried to calculate, it might have been like 106. Okay. So, yeah, honestly, yeah, whoa. So now the highest, I think, is 102, 103. Aroldis Chapman, who just signed... The Pittsburgh Pirates this week, $10.5 million. <laughs> Jerry's got the pen out. It's like a sword for Jerry. Pulls it out, puts it down. And also, yeah, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention happy, uh, would have been his 105th birthday, Jackie Robinson, uh, who uh, born in 1919, obviously broke the color barrier, Hall of Fame player for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the number 42 retired around football or around baseball. No one will ever wear the number 42 again. Because of what Jackie Robinson did, Branch Rickey uh, said, "You know, you were the guy." They, you know, Josh Gibson, a lot of people, Satchel Page, but he knew Jackie Robinson was the guy to do it because he could he could deal with all the heckling and the other guys were a little older and had dealt with it their whole lives and made Jackie the first uh, player to break the color line. So Jackie Robinson never forgot. Number forty two will be worn uh, on the outfield walls. They put forty two decal. Um, now it's time to retire 21 to for Roberto Clemente for all the Latino players. They say it's coming. So we got to do that to universally retired numbers. Alex, what's coming up today for you? I got sports by the book coming up at three o'clock. Jeff Parles. We saw Jeff come in. Jeff usually comes in and we'll watch for a second. Kind of, maybe I kind of throw a little, Hey, Jeff's here. Maybe ask a question. Jeff came in, dropped the bag on the chair. was out the door. Matter of fact, what's that? EDR. Yeah. He's at the EDR. <laughs> And I'll give you a little inside knowledge, folks. That is the employment discovery room. Employment, <laughs> I, <laughs> employment dining room. I didn't know what the D was. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I'm sorry. If I would have helped you out. I know you were joking. I know, no, I couldn't think of what the D. That's the employment dining room, which is downstairs, which employ. <laughs> it's backwards day. I'm having an off show because it's backwards day. That's because, you know, I'm always on fire. Just a little off today.
Apologize. Didn't get a lot of sleep. Anyway, uh, thank you to Dr. Jen Welter, Alex. Uh, you'll be back on Monday. We're going to be prop heavy. Uh, you're going to give out a packet the, of props. A packet of props. Yes. That is going to be Monday. And by the way, I love that. Uh, remember, the first prop bet ever was Refrigerator Perry to score the first touchdown, or just to score a touchdown in the 85-86 Super Bowl for the Chicago Bears. He did score a touchdown. I think Chris has once told us it opened like really super high, and it got bet so much that it came down. But casinos lost, and Chris said Michael Gunn loved it because all the press they got, and now props. And then he told us this. Props are 50%. Yep. 50%. Of action uh, of the handle here at the sports book. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the show. Live commenters, you did your thing. Thank you very much. Tomorrow, show number 80, we will have Chuck Esposito. I thought it was on the calendar because <laughs> I'm going by your sacred calendar. I'm starting to input properly. And Jeff Parles will be here. You want your numbers, you want some picks. Jeff Parles here tomorrow. Make sure you, you watch in two hours. Alex White and Jeff Parles on Sports by the Book. Thank you again, subscribers. We're way over 1,000. Let's get to uh, 1,200. That's our next goal. And uh, our views are way up. We really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Backwards Day. Live in Nevada. Every show. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.